All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Happy international break, gentlemen. Yeah, screw the international break. I happen to think this is the most asinine international break, maybe in the history of World football. Tell, tell me why, Scott. It's not a great idea. I mean, we're still in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, Dave. Players are being announced to have been infected or around players who have been affected, infected with COVID-19 and affected. Infected and affected. Yeah, both. Honestly, the, <laughs> the chicanery is, is getting uh, to levels that It's hitting are... Liverpool the hardest, it seems, and that's what drives me the, the maddest. But besides that, it, it does seem silly to go ahead and just send players out into the world at a time when they're playing for their clubs, they're trying to be kept into some kind of bubble. But that's fine. It's, it's fine. Go out of that bubble, you know, all over the world. Play your matches there for your country. Come on back. I don't care about Euro 2020 slash 2021 enough to make this international break worth it. Agree. Agree completely. North and, Macedonia and, made it into November. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. To be honest, it's not often. You and I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> On this period, whether whether we see the worldwide pandemic in the same light or not, I absolutely agree with you, regardless of what's going on, sending people out in this type of scenario. Especially if you are not going to allow them to play for two weeks. To travel the... You're right. After they're... After they the penalties are, are massive. Right. 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 Whether they did anything or not, Kieran Tierney, who tested negative, happened to be close... To Stuart Armstrong. To Stuart Armstrong yeah. on Southampton, as yeah. they're both Scots. Arsenal's arguing it because he's still negative, yet they're trying to say that he casts to sit out for, for two match weeks. Yeah. Like, what What kind of insanity is this? Yeah. At least one match week. I'll and take that back, at least one match week. But bottom line is, it, that stuff's out there. And yeah. then there are also guys who, who have come down with it. Yep. And don't say that, you know, the players could opt out. Because... It really should not be on the players to opt out. When's the last time that your boss asked you to do something and you said, no thanks, boss, I'm opting out? And I get it. <laughs> right. Their actual boss is their club's sure. manager. But at the same time, this is your country. It, the onus is on the world governing bodies of football to cancel this international Especially break. a lot of young players. Yeah. I, it felt like there's a lot of younger guys, especially in the Premier League, getting called up to squads, which is great to see. But like you said... You're, you're crossing country lines, you're crossing continent lines mm-hmm. on a lot of areas, and going to, like you said, uh, a, a non-bubble. You're going to, ins- at least at home, if you go straight to home, straight to the club, straight to home, 
You're in a form of a bubble. Yep. And you are completely leaving that. I couldn't agree with you more. No one's going to, well, we hope no one dies from any infection that they get. Yeah. But the penalty of getting an infection, as it currently states, is is big when it comes to professional sports. That's right. Because the matches don't stop. They're fast and furious, especially this season. Uh, but it's nice to at least have this international break because the Premier League matches did stop for a weekend. So we'll just take a, a, a short break as well, a short episode here to talk about what we've learned so far through the first month of the season. We're 40 matches, four game weeks into the season. What we've learned, we're going to discuss that. We're also going to give you some players, if you are interested in pursuing an all-PK approach, which I'm not sure is maybe the best idea anymore coming out of game week four. It seemed like a great idea coming out of game week three, but we're still going to give you the guys that maybe you should consider if you're going to go with an all-PK team. And then we're going to do something we haven't done enough yet through four weeks of this season. We're going to look at our own FPL America podcast league and, uh, and give an update on that and talk about some of the great team names that are out there. Love it. That sounds great. Let's get on to the, whatever this idiotic international break is. All right, very good. Well, then let me turn right back over to you two then. What have you learned through the first month, the first four weeks of this FPL season? Well, I know for me, I, it's a good thing we started with not just COVID, but the you know kind of the the way transfers have to happen here. I think the first thing I learned is just that I have you know like many other people, at least a, at least a million and a half or so, I've been bitten pretty pretty sharply by the transferring someone too quickly. Yeah. And I'm lucky it didn't happen to me twice. Hey, Honestly, can, it could have happened twice in the same week. Can I ask? A, can I just ask at official F, FPL? Because I know they listen, right? At, at official FPL, you know they, they oh, do their sure. own video and audio, but they listen yeah. to us too. Can I just put in an official request and say, can there just be a date in the week when market changes begin? Can that can that happen? Like, can that be like Tuesday night is when the previous matches? It's not a horrible request, but... It'd be similar to waiver wires in NFL fantasy football. Yeah, well, I mean, it it seems like there needs to be some other kind of consistency because the the person that I just, you know, the person I'd say that bit us all is Heung-Min's son, who has been transferred in as of of us sitting here right now, has been transferred in almost a million times. Times. And his price has and his up. price has not changed. That's impossible. I feel like we do this every single season. We've done this for years and years, and it it's just like, like Mohammed Salah's price never drops. Right, no the, matter how many pe- times people sell him. Right, and and it's almost like I I thought the way they worded it, uh, not too uh, maybe it was within the last week or so, uh, where they they described I think it was Emiliano Martinez saying a selected price rise selected price fall almost like there's almost like it's i don't know i'm not saying that they are saying anything with that it could just be this just happens to be the guy but based on transfers in and transfers out it just seems like if a guy hits near a million uh who's not owned i don't know 20 percent when it starts happening it just doesn't seem like the the price should sit the same for almost a week meanwhile a guy like Jared Branthwaite, Everton defender, negative 25,000 transfers in the past week. He drops to 3.9. Everyone's talking about Branthwaite being a 3.9 defender, bringing him in on your wild card because he's 3.9. 
how does Sun get sold or get brought in a million times and not move? Yeah. Jared Branthwaite, twenty five thousand, and he does. Like a lot of other people, I mean, this is this is. I mean, it's not great. I'm not saying this is a good move. I think we all, anyone who has Keenan Davis uh, from the start of the season as their third striker has lost a tenth on him, despite the fact that he's been transferred out, you know, a little over 100,000 times. You know, has seen a steady decline in the number of people who have owned him. There needs I, to be more transparency in and this. And he's still owned over eleven percent. It's not like it's not like he went from fifteen percent to to two percent in in a week or something. Can like I that. use the worst possible word to describe FPL right now? This is the this is literally the worst. Last week I kept saying it was a joke. I actually just listened to that episode from last week, and I actually liked my rant, Dave. Okay, all right, good. Um, good. Sorry about all the squeaky toys, everybody, but I liked my rant. <laughs> Um, Major League Baseball. What about it? No, you're going to call a, it. it you're going to call it baseball. It needs a pitch clock. Major okay. League Baseball needs a pitch clock. But that's not what you're insulting. No, no, no. It no, okay, the, okay. no, the word to describe FPL. It's literally the worst possible word you can use. Arbitrary. Mm. Yeah. I FPL has no meaning. No meaning. This has been a wacky season, but unfortunately, it has only proven FPL's flaws to their fullest. And look no further than Hyunmin Sung. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so this all you know started obviously because of transferring out too quickly. And the luck of having someone, uh, you know, I just, I think the point of learning for me in this is, especially with COVID testing, especially, especially during midweek, you know, with clubs or players who have midweek matches, I don't know that there's been a more important season to wait as long as you possibly can on your transfers. I could not have transferred Timo Werner out of my squad fast enough a few weeks ago. And it it could have destroyed me in a week where I already had injuries, where injuries popped up on multiple players by midweek of that particular week. You know, I didn't want to lose money. That's I think that's always a factor. We We talk about that. But... Yeah, I just feel like the way things are going, like uh, you know, someone else. I mean, think of the people. Uh, by the time Sadio Mane had tested positive for COVID, how many people had transferred him in? He was in good form. I mean, there was reason to select him at that point. And then, by what? It was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like people are not waiting that long. I don't think to make transfers based on performances. So I think that's been the biggest thing was like really trying, even if, even if that tenth goes, as much as I would hate to see it go, I think it might be worth it to wait as long as you can, to make transfers at the end of a week. I mean, more may, maybe maybe more than ever. Totally agree, and yet, <laughs> the one thing I would say that has defined my growth as an FBL player from this from last season to this season. Mm-hmm is in my forwards and when I brought them in. Yeah. There's been nothing wrong with the play of Callum Wilson to start this season. Absolutely right. nothing. I owned Callum Wilson when he was on Bournemouth to start last season. And I held on to him because I figured over the course of the season, Callum Wilson is going to be just fine. And he kept assisting to start last season and kept generating returns of five, 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 and five to start the season. And yet his price went down. And everybody, in meanwhile, is flocking to Pookie and Abraham... But and I'm losing, and I'm losing money on on Callum but Wilson. They, they were outscoring him. Correct, and this is where my growth to this year comes in, 
because I wasted zero time to go to DCL and Patrick Bamford. Now I didn't get the full effect of their price rises, mm-hmm. but my squad. But you're close. But my squad is in the mid 100s right now, solely on the back of DCL and Patrick Bamford. Sure. And I learned from that last year, and I was able to capitalize on that and give myself some money to work with, so that in my first half wild card already played, I have a Bamiyang, Salah, and KDB all in my midfield with Trent Alexander Arnold still in my defense, Timothy Castagna, and obviously you know, the aforementioned two forwards up front. I feel great about that. That is as close to a set-it-and-forget-it squad as you're going to get mid-season, I think. That's pretty good. And so now I feel good about just being able to use my free transfer wherever there might be injuries or a, a, a severe lack of form among some of my fringe players. Sure. But that move, those moves to DCL and Bamford were the things that I'd learned from last year to make sure I did better because without those moves, my squad might be worth less than 100 pounds right now. Yeah. Dave? Things I've learned, Scott. Things I've learned, Brian. Yeah. Uh, number one, I have four. Okay, just in oh, case wow. you were wondering. That's I, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, never sell son unless he is hurt bad. <laughs> okay. But, but how do you know he's hurt bad? <laughs> I, I need to see an ankle hanging sideways. Like a go- Andre Gomez. Like Dak yeah. Prescott. Uh, uh, poor uh, guy. And this is not an NFL podcast quarterback for Andre the Gomez last year. Yeah. Andre Gomez. Yes. There you go. Uh, no, look. Aaron Ramsey. Son has been very successful. One of the few under under Jose. Last year has kind of always felt like a struggle to who's going to be scoring for, for their team. Son happened to be that guy. And he's only continued it. Look, I started the year with him, and after week one, I sold him mm-hmm. because he didn't do anything week one. And I I went to – I sold uh, Son and Pulisic, and I know that. That's not how you actually say his name, but sure. that's how I like to say his name. Every Drives week. Scott crazy. Uh, and I and I brought in Rashford and Mares, which hasn't been horrible. No. But then again, would you have rather had Son and, and Pulisic, who hasn't played a, a minute yet, or Mares and Rashford, you'd rather have Son? So anyways, uh, yeah, that's number. That's the first thing I've learned, Scott. Along with, That was not mind-numbing. Everyone knows that. The other thing I, I learned that, that hasn't worked out for me yet, but I am convinced that it will, is that I wanted to um, – I had heard so a strategy via Twitter, and I liked it, had never gone with it before. And then Brian kind of also helped turn me on to it at the start of the season. But I was going to pick a defense with guys that are going to be highly priced and that I could leave them there. And then when, when I have to make changes on my team, I don't have to make any changes in my defense. Okay. So I can focus on strikers, midfielders. Follow the form. Make with your make scores. make my transfers there. Okay. So I did that, and granted, in the last week it really bit me because I I picked TAA Robertson and Van Dyke. Sure. Okay. So obviously they got me a total of minus four points against uh, the mighty villains. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I I do think what what that's done is. That's, I think, allowed me to not have to feel like I need to make a wild card move and because I've been able to take a minus four each of the weeks and still score pretty well. So I've been able to make two changes a week and, like I said, still score pretty well. The other thing is I think I would have made better decisions had I waited a week. And you already alluded to this. Or, Brian, you alluded to this, where sometimes you look back and go, if I wouldn't have made that move where I thought I needed to make that move, like if if – Let's say you have a good player and he doesn't score, and you're like, golly, man, I don't love the matchup next week. But 
but like sometimes the points come back to the players, mm-hmm. and and you just gotta you gotta wait one or two weeks. Like if you go three weeks without a scoring return, get a little nervous. Then right now I'm two weeks on KDB captaining, no scoring returns. I'm a little nervous about him. I shouldn't be though, Scott, because where should, he's KDB. where will he end up in the end of the year? Barring injury, top he'll end five. up in the top five. Yes. Okay, and then for the first time in a long time, I feel like City's screwing me. I think City's players mm. they played three weeks are fairly screwing everyone, with the exception of Raheem Sterling. Well, we're in the middle of international now, break. Now, hold on a second. Right, I know. And there have been issues with City players on this international yeah. break. Well, well, I was going to say, sit- this. I, I think, I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit last week. I just, I think this might be the first time where there isn't the same kind of... Cohesion. Uh, yeah, and the same confidence that they are definitely going to flip the switch that they have at some point. And just get right back to scoring three goals every match. And again, uh, there, it's there. And, it's and it's a little iffier this when time. When we've talked for about it before, reason. we've alluded to a leadership, possibly a lack of locker room leadership. But I'll say this: I, I quickly went through. That's what I learned. But I, I noticed it, some other things when I was going over that stuff. All right. I just want to get it out there right now. Did you, did you do research before this? Part? Shocking! I know. <laughs> wow. I know. Under, right. I, understood. I I think your defense the the other I think the one other thing we we talked about at the beginning of the season I think you know uh, this is this was kind of across the board pundits everywhere kind of agreed having price points at various levels throughout your lineup for the ability to move from from uh, level to level I know we talked about how good the value is at the medium and lower levels for strikers but look I mean we'll get into it in a little bit with with penalty kicks, you know, with with penalty takers. Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, uh, Sergio Aguero is training again. I know that Aguero, you know, probably lost his penalty-taking spot, but Kane and Vardy did not. There is no, there's not two more certain uh, penalty takers in the Premier League than Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy. And so I just think, man, you know, I said it, I you know, wrote about it last week, and we talked about it just like, you know, it seemed really impossible that people would want to go to Harry Kane at, at his price. But it's like, how many times does a guy got to get returns? And eventually, you just have to pay attention. At some point, assuming that you know, assuming that Aguero is only going to help Manchester City, there might be a moment where he scores two weeks in a row, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, is he finding form? Right. And you want to get no, no, on that. I, and you want right. to be able to get there. And so even if it's expensive, you know, I think that's the midfielders are obvious. Everyone's got to have an expensive midfielder or two yeah. at minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost everyone is starting the season with at least one expensive defender. But I don't know how many people are getting an expensive forward. That number is probably going up yeah. as Vardy and Kane, you know, keep continue what they do. But no, I, I just think that's I think that's one of the other things is just that seeing the start from the start of the season being able to adjust to to from low to high or high to low, uh, we talked about that. It's difficult to go low to high. It's easy to go high to low. So I, I just think that's another. I think that's another one that's been really good so far. I'm going to quickly blast through some very quick research, guys. Okay. For a lot of people that that may be listening to us that haven't played much, uh, this might help you. Some people who might have been playing a long time, you might not realize some some of these scores. One thing that I've noticed over the first four match weeks, Scott, and then obviously four teams have only played three match weeks. Mm-hmm. But over the first four match weeks, majority for everyone, there's a lot of guys who have had big games, big point total games. So when you look at the overall scores, you're like, 
oh man, like you know, Jorginho, he's got twenty seven. He's the fifth highest midfield score. Right. And then you look, and well, he got it in two games. Mm-hmm. He didn't even play in the other two, but he he got him in the other two games, right? So I mean, it's great, but it's like. Okay, the, it's just like big blurbs, especially when it comes to the defenders. There's random defenders that have had, boom, tons of points, one out of three games. Yeah. Or one out of four games, Small right? Small sample size. So, guys who have, who have given you offensive returns in three or four games. I'm going to go down this list of names, okay? Andres Townsend. Mohamed mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Salah. No Love surprise that. to anyone. Trashbird's finest, Trossard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. One Harris Kane. Callum Wilson, Scott. That's right. Neil Malpay. Mm-hmm. Patrick Bamford. Mm-hmm. And then two defenders, Castagna and Robertson. Yeah. Gave you returns in more than in, – in, in three out of four games. Then, guys, two out of three games. McGinn, Grealish, Fernandez, Sterling, Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Tyrone Mings had a 10 and a 12 along with like a four – I'm on, I'm on record saying that Villa's going to hit an eight-match skid here very soon. Maybe, 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 maybe not. But they are still riding high from surviving the drop at the end of last season, mostly thanks to a, a, an occluded goal that wasn't disallowed. But I digress. One you player, Scott. Gonna, one, you're never going to let that go. I will never let that go. No matter what. The idealist and, and the lover of all that is morally right within me says that Villa should be in the championship and Bournemouth should be in the Premier League. But go on, Dave. Scott? Yes. One player has given you returns in every match week. You know who it is? Should be easy. He's a striker. Wears blue. Plays for Everton. Should ECL. This is the moment of DCL now. This is the moment of DCL. Four out of four match weeks, he's giving you returns. Giving me returns. Uh, <laughs> Brian, you get to answer this one. Oh, man. There's one player who his team has played four match weeks. He has played in three of those games, and in each of those games, he has given a return. Who is this player? It is Jack Colback. <laughs> You're buying yourself time. The answer to that is no. It is a team that I am very fond of. It is 100% Aaron Cresswell. <laughs> it's not Aaron Cresswell, but shockingly, he is high up on defender scoring. Uh, 100% it is Mesut Ozil. It is a very possible... <laughs> oh my team. gosh, it's Alexander Lacazette. Yes, you've spoken to this. Alexander Lacazette could not have done more to keep his spot going into game week four, and yet he did not play in game week four. I don't understand it still. To this this moment, do not understand it. Scored in the first three match weeks, and he did not play in the fourth. Who knows what that was for, if it was for another reason or not. Anyways, bottom line is, those are the players that, if you have them on your team, you're loving it. If you don't... I'm just saying there might be other guys that have scored higher than those guys, but those guys have been pretty consistent week in week out. And that and nothing else, you feel good about that. And who doesn't want to feel good about their FBL lineup? Last thing. Yeah. I'm not going to them. Southampton coming off two consecutive clean sheets. Now, their schedule isn't great. Now, Brian, if you look at the color code, you're looking at mm. Southampton's schedule. If you're looking at transfer in any Southampton players, Brian, if you look at the famed color code, the Chelsea is a bright red. I don't understand it. It's a four at Chelsea, right? Yeah. That's stupid. Uh, Sheffield is still bright a red. A bright green is home to Everton. Yeah, not. Um, 
See, this is what this, but this is this. I mean, it, it speaks to offense and defense. I feel like this is. I mean, there no one is. Uh, everyone's kind of shipping goals right now. But I just feel like it's a little bit it's different. Not current form, but off- top of the I'm, league, Everton. What I'm saying is that offensively, you're not. I don't think Everton defensively scares you. So for your offense, it's 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 good. But defensively, you don't want Everton's attack coming to you either. So yeah. I just feel like they're right now. Sure. There's all you know. I feel like it's really hard to navigate this. It's hard to just give one solid color and just say, oh boy. Here comes Lester. There, Next, gray as the yeah. as the stormy evening. <laughs> Next week, Southampton plays at Villa. It's a bright green. Yeah, not you don't want you don't want none of that right you, now. You, you don't want to go to Villa right now. <laughs> and then after that, you're home to Newcastle, and, and uh, you never know what Newcastle team shows up. So, hey, uh, I'm not moving to them, but just wanted to throw that meaningless. So, so what you've out. learned in that is that the color coded FPL <laughs> matchup rating Sheesh. system is dumb as hell <laughs> yes okay yes that is uh there is no doubt about that if there's one thing that has defined the first three weeks for sure not so much the fourth it's handballs and penalty kicks from handballs that are called and so we took some time during the international break to put together some all PK team ideas for you if you feel like going all in still on this idea. Now, I've got three forwards and five midfielders that you might want to keep in mind based on what we've seen so far this season. So let me just jump right in. Let's do it. All yeah. right, so the three forwards, each of them have two penalty kick goals already this season. Jamie Vardy, yep. Neil Mope, Callum Wilson. Mm-hmm. Now, none of those are Harry Kane either. So if you want to spend the money and go with Harry Kane, like you just mentioned, Brian, have at it. But those three guys, at least, would be a not-so-bad front line for penalty kick goal opportunities. You said you said Wilson, Malpay, and who? Jamie Vardy. Vardy, okay. They have Vardy taken two, at Vardy least two. Yep. Yeah. Vardy's, right. Vardy's got four. I'm writing this down, Scott. Writing this and down. And Vardy has <laughs> won three of the four that he has taken. Which is impressive. Yeah. It's too bad you can't also get the assist for Agree. a goal. Agree 100%. Yeah. Hey, uh, and just on Malpe, uh, Mope. Why? You did Dave, it. Dave does this. Dave. Yeah, it's Mope. <laughs> Both of his were won by Tariq Lamptey. Just one I think you got to, it's an important, important person to add in there. I feel like that's a, the key component. And I would just say, to go back to your, to your point about Trossard, who of course you think is, Excellent, Dave, and is an excellent player, right? Plays for a great club. Leandro Trossard. Plays for uh, an outstanding club and is a surefire stud up to this point in the season, correct? Trossard has been pretty good. There's no reason why Neil Mope can't can't continue this. By the way, uh, in correcting Dave's pronunciation of Mope, I actually need to go back and correct something I said earlier in this episode. I said four game weeks, 40 matches in, but you just reminded me we're actually only 38 matches into oh, the season. Touche. Nice. So quick correction of something I just said. Here's the five midfielders that you might want to keep in mind as it stands so far based on penalty kick opportunities taken. I'm going to go basically in order of price. Okay, Mo Salah, KDB, Bruno Fernandez, Jorginho, Mateus Klick. Uh-huh. You could put together those five as your midfield. 
Yeah, and, I don't think and have yeah, great PK opportunities. I, I don't think you should have a problem, and I don't think that's necessarily a problem m- midfield to to make, like yeah. to actually have it. Yeah, I think I don't I don't see why. I think that I think everyone at some point preseason played around with having a midfield with three expensive midfielders in it. I have it now. Right, not those three. Right, but two of those three. Instead of Bruno, I have Aubameyang, and instead of Jorginho and Click, I have Sochek and Saint Maximan. Mm-hmm. So I feel okay about that. You could get to those guys, but I could I could have that midfield, okay. and it wouldn't fundamentally alter my team at this point. No, I don't think it would much. Can I go ahead and throw a goalkeeper in? By the way, Bruno was part of the. They've only played three matches, and he's correct. He's pointed. He's giving you returns in two of the three. Correct. I'm going to throw a goalkeeper in for opposite reasons. There's two goalkeepers who have saved penalty kicks so far this season. My only guy. one of them. My guy. It's only one, one of them is still going to be playing. It's one of not the greatest, hurt, greatest saves yep. I've ever seen. Emiliano Martinez. So if you wanted to go all in on this idea, you put Emiliano Martinez in goal. Hope for some save points there. Yeah, of the guys. Brilliant. And I just, I mean, of the guys <laughs> who have attempted penalties too, I mean, I think, you know, you look down through the list and just say, you know, Wilfred Zaha has taken one. I think you can largely throw out Zaha as a penalty taker. Not only was it, we talked about it at the time, not only was it on a, a retake of an, a Jordan Ayew miss, but Luka Milivojevic is the penalty taker there. Luka just hasn't, he hasn't been out there yet. So match fitness aside, I think Luka Milivojevic is still the guy there. Yuri Tielemans took one. You throw that one right into the garbage. Guys who have only taken one or none at this point, Danny Ings. Do you honestly think Danny Ings is going to keep not taking penalty kicks here? You know what I mean. I think that you know maybe the question of James Ward-Prowse whether he you know he's going to take them or not. But you know Danny Ings, you assume is going to get some at this point. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, Mikel Antonio, Raúl Jiménez have all attempted zero up to this point. There is no way that continues. that continues. Absolutely no way that those guys get zero. And I would even say for Harry Kane, the fact that he's only got one with with now Gareth Bale uh, presumably starting here. This, Drawing fouls for Spurs. Right. I just think at some point there's there's more attack here. Scott, are Spurs going to be good? Spurs? Spurs? Spurs might be pretty good. They're, they're not going to be that. They're not going to be consistent enough to be great. Fourth place is their ceiling. Jose demands consistency fourth place is spurs ceiling and you can say he demands it but has he gotten it yet this season look look i'm no i would say i like barring major injuries okay granted anyone could say that i like spurs uh chances finishing higher than chelsea i like i like spurs mojo better right now than i do for city and united i don't like the mojo for city for any manchester team right now city's city's struggling they're talking about Solskjaer getting getting axed. Why are they not talking about Woodward getting axed? Because the owners have to ax him, and because he could just pass it off. He can he can pass the buck to Solskjaer because they want Poch anyways. Can That's I, the move. That's sure, the move sure. that everyone's just waiting for is Poch coming. But, in. but if I'm Pochettino, hell no, hell no, 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 no. I'm not going wrong, in there. Scott. Wrong, wrong. I'm not going in there. Wrong. That is a losing proposition. Wrong. That they have as much or more talent than than he had at Spurs. What is the expectation? And he has more money. What? He couldn't spend money. But he what? couldn't spend money at Spurs. Sure, but what's the expectation of United? It's to win all the trophies, right? Yeah. How many has he won? So, so what? How he's many still, has he won? He still got fired at at Spurs for not winning a trophy. You're gonna go. You're gonna willingly go into a situation where you're only going to be frustrated at the money that is spent because it's gonna be spent not where you want it, but where 
where Woodward wants it spent. You don't know that. You don't know that for a fact. I don't. You, I, I don't either. I, but I'm just saying that that's I a think, bold statement to throw I, out. I there. think it's pretty obvious from the years of watching that we've done and seeing the transfer business that United has done. I think it's pretty obvious. Maybe Potch does an Arteta and says, I'm only coming in if I take care of the transfers. Yeah, so Mauricio Pochettino will not be the manager of Manchester United then. Maybe. And that's good for him. Maybe, maybe not. That's May- good for him. Maybe someone says, hey, Ed, um, if things don't change, you're gone. Can I ask a question? And this is totally a tangent. Preface. Yeah. Okay, hold that thought, Brian, wherever you were. Okay. Hold that thought. When I go to the grocery store, if I have a bad experience with a brand, even if it's a brand that I really have liked up to that point, and I have a negative experience, or there's something about that brand that is wrong. Maybe the price is increased, or there's the availability of the product is just is just not there. You know, if something gets in my way, I'm switching brands usually, right? How often do you go to the grocery store and you buy the the store brand over the name brand because it's half the price, right? Brand loyalty, it's pretty rare for most products. Why don't we exercise that same thing with our sports? I know I've brought this up before. I don't like no Manchester United fan who thinks that Woodward is the problem should remain a Manchester United fan. And I know that sounds no, crazy. Scott, it Scott, sounds Scott. crazy. I that totally is get crazy. it. But why spend your money on a you club? Bleed. It, it's the same thing. Like, look, man. We should I've, be sports fans like we I'm, are breakfast cereal eaters. <laughs> no, th- this is because you treat your sports like a family member. I'm more. When com- you have a family member that's an idiot, you're still family members with them and you still I love them. I disown them. them. And, no. I no, do. You, Scott. My family doesn't you, visit you, for holidays and they can, better not be listening to this podcast right now. You can for a time, but you can't for most. Okay. Let's just go with most. Okay. There are I, exceptions yeah. to every rule. I'm just saying, look, sports, if you have a rough year with a family member, at the end of the year, you're still family members. And and if you have a rough year with a sports team, you can always just hope that it's going to be better. And I, I don't would, think uh, – listen, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. This is not an NFL podcast. It has been a struggle for the last 10 years. Yeah, I'll bet. It, it is – at I'm least a Vikings fan. How they, do you think I feel right uh, now? You're right there with me. So it's not great. But what, you're going to sell them out? I mean, you just become a sellout if you just if you just drift from team to team. You're going to be like the, the, the losers out there who are New York Yankees, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Lakers fans. Those people yeah, it's who like, just choose whatever sport, right. whatever team is best in that sport. It's, oh, I like them. Those people need to be disowned from their own family. It's I'm, like it's no. like coming into the Premier League and picking uh, Arsenal or or <laughs> Liverpool as your favorite team yeah. with no no history. I've been a fan for sixteen years, sir. Low shot, and you've been Low a fan shot. for almost as long as Arsenal. Come on, no, listen. I used to make fun what, of those. What do we call them in the states? We call them bandwagon fans, right? Arsenal's won them. zero titles since I've been a fan. We call them bandwagon Premier fans. League titles, right? Cups, right. Yeah, I cups, used to yes. say what you said about bandwagon fans, but you know what? Honestly, I'm starting to think that they're smarter than we are. No. Because they follow winners. They spend their money where it's best spent. Anyone can do it that. It makes Anyone yes, can and we do should, that. We should all do that. It takes grinders, Scott. Grinders. No, it, it makes the championship sweeter. Listen, you, you learn the most in life from losing games, yeah. not winning them. Okay. 
but I'm not. I'm not playing. Think of how much club. you've learned. I'm being, not in the front office. Being a Minnesota Viking fan. Sure. But how much have I learned? But but <laughs> unfortunately, I can't contribute anything towards their their Super Bowls. I know. So why should I spend my money, my time, and my energy toward them? I understand. I have never heard anyone make a compelling case for why you should be a, a front runner. <laughs> Why you should just go? It, it makes to some the, sense, Scott. I have to give you credit. Team. On the other hand, I but think you're never, dumb. It's never. But been, other than that, it's never been more stark than for Manchester United right now. As long as Ed Woodward is making the decisions on transfers, the it's fans never Scott, more. The clear fans got to me. get tough, like like Arsenal, like fans, West Ham fans, like West Ham fans did, like Arsenal fans did with their management. And they made they made them make changes, and it's been good. United fans have to do that, and until they do, nothing's going to change. Scream at the owners' box until the guy leaves. Yep, Liverpool He's fans right. said the same things about ticket prices a couple of years ago. That's right. They walked out at the end of a yep. match, cost them two points because yep. the club. I mean, the players were rattled by it, uh, but the fans made their point. I, I hear that. That I mean, honestly, so you're right. So United fans rise up. Do something about this because you have a clear problem on your club. Can we do? Did you hold your thought? No, I think we. I think we wrapped up. So we've wrapped up what we've learned. We've wrapped up uh, multiple tangents. I feel like we've wrapped up uh, the penalty. The penalty takers. Oh, there's, there's a couple other. Is n- there any other defenders no. that make the? Is there any defenders that make the? PK? No, there are no defenders. The only one the that all- sniffed one would might be Matt Ritchie, right? Matt Ritchie, who's classified now, I think, as a midfielder. I think he, I think he is not the only. The only defender that I think that is that has taken them, that is he's not available right now is Patrick Van Onholt. Patrick Van Onholt has taken penalties for oh. Crystal Palace. Pat- in the absence of Luka Milivojevic, but you know, as we said, neither. But well, but there, you know, Luka is probably closer. Van Onholt, who knows where he is? But no, there is. There's no one else. There's okay. Every, every, I think everybody else is uh, is accounted for here. Now that we've wrapped up all of that other stuff, do we need to do a short uh, update about the international break and some player names sure, and Brian. some things? Run, run it down for. Do us. some music for this, Dave. I'm sure I could do something. Something. Uh, I don't know. Something nice. I'm not. This is not a, an official segment request for music the way we normally Just do. Just something so. nice. Yeah, something pleasant. Nothing from Zamfir. Uh, the girl from Ipanema. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of vibe I'm looking okay, for. Okay, sure. Uh, exactly. No, he wants the real thing. Not Some, you. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I don't. Don't do it. Stop doing. The biggest name and concern, I think, based on transfers in. Well, there's two actually after. First of all, is Kevin De Bruyne actually injured? De Bruyne. De Bruyne is, uh, as it was reported or as it was tweeted from the Belgium team uh, yesterday, today, he returned to Manchester City uh, because, quote, he couldn't be fit enough to play against Iceland. Uh, as it was reported in the Manchester Evening News. Uh, he had an animated conversation on the sideline after he was substituted uh, with Roberto Martinez. Uh, after the match, Roberto Martinez said, I would not say that Kevin is injured. He said that he felt something. It's too early to know what he has, but he did not feel 100%. So, but then the next thing we find out is that he was sent home. So if it was, like, like a, say, a Harry Kane situation where it was like, oh, he may have picked up a muscle injury, and then he's in the lineup and he actually plays... 
uh, right. the match after that's announced. KDB, as of now, will still be starting in my lineup. Right. I, I so, just currently subbed him out. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I mean, I, I, no, I, I got burned last week thinking Callum Wilson might come in, and he didn't. So I'm not getting burned again. No, I mean, I, it, it's just a, it's just not a great, it's just not great timing for this, for sure. Uh, the other guy, just, and that's not about injury; it's more about travel. Hamas Rodriguez is, it, he's on the road with Colombia right now. They have matches yet to play. Assuming he flies back to England on Wednesday, we're recording this on Monday. They, they play, or Everton Liverpool is the first match on Saturday. I, I think that we've already talked about this. as something Carl Ancelotti had already said. If he's not ready, I'm benching him. And in that, you know, in that same match, you already have Roberto Firmino, you have Richarlison, you have Yerry Mina. All of those guys are all traveling the same distances. Yerry Mina is with Rodriguez for Colombia. Yes. And we talk about this the weeks going into international breaks and the weeks coming out, especially the weeks coming out of international breaks, always tend to be the wonkiest. We saw that last you know, game week four. I think we're going to see it game week five. It's going to be weird. Uh, Richarlison traveled. He was on. He was part of the team, but he had already had that ankle injury, so he was an unused sub uh, when they played the other day. Thomas Rodriguez played 74 minutes against Peru. You know, a few days ago, it you assume he plays against Chile tomorrow, which you know that would be too, you know for us, like we said, those aren't like Macedonia games, Scott. No, those are legit. I mean, yeah, these are real. Games. Yeah, these Peru are, and Chile yeah, these, are tough matches. Yes, these are World Cup qualifiers. These are not friendlies. So it's just it's the reason why it's just I you know I think there's a little bit more concern. Uh, Emiliano Martinez is with Argentina. So, I mean, you have that. If uh, Who is a more popular goalkeeper transfer? There isn't than Emiliano Martinez. I just think you have a, you have this list of names. I don't know why I chose Call Music for this except to bring my own blood pressure. Uh, interesting. <laughs> Dave, you already mentioned it. Yeah, exactly. You already mentioned the issue. You already mentioned the issue with Kieran Tierney. Uh, Arsenal might have a double problem because Sead Kolasinac was substitute or was uh, removed because of an injury uh, while playing with uh, with Bosnia against Northern Ireland. Not a big loss. It is a big loss if Tierney can't go because then at the who who plays in that spot instead? They, you throw, just go to three at the back. No, you, well, no, you you go you put Maitland Niles or uh, or Saka there. Okay, but the, uh, the but, but the players of the players who have played in that position yes, so far—that's correct. You would you're potentially looking at both gone against Manchester City. They'd have to make a it's somewhat of a swap, right? Um, and Aubameyang, uh, he'll she should be fine. Was withdrawn from uh, Gabon's match yesterday with that, what was reported as an ankle injury. Assume he's fine. He's, he's I, probably I'm, fine. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, the Germans have a lot going on. Uh, Timo Werner, uh, Kai Havertz, both in action or at least uh, available for action uh, for Germany. They still have two matches to play before Friday. Uh, Alexander Mitrovic is away with Serbia. Like you have, these are names of players who are are significantly owned sure. at this at this point if not some people who have been high consideration and like I said I don't know two bigger names uh, coming out of this break than Hamas Rodriguez and KDB I mean this it's it's the potential yeah. is huge uh, to have players of that quality 
uh, either either on the bench to start the match, especially when they're both on my team, right? Or uh, or looking at the potential of limited minutes. So let's take a, a focus on the FPL America podcast league. Let's do it. Yeah, we've already discussed last week how Dogfather FC is currently standing in first place. Dan, excellent work. We have over a hundred people playing in our podcast league, which we're excited about because we rebranded our podcast late in the summer. That's right. There wasn't a whole lot of a break between Project Restart and the start of this season for us to do that as planned, but we did it, and uh, many of you uh, followed us into our new our new FPL America brand. Brian, I know you had wanted to discuss some of the team names. There's some incredibly clever... As someone who has yeah. a clever team name himself yep so check distancing right does it so check distancing yeah, yeah i just thought what what better <laughs> pun on social than you got it right there but uh what are you gonna do yeah uh what were some of the names that stood out to you oh, just uh, I, I should just say up front you know just looking down through the list of names if, if a name is like a tiktok trend or some k-pop reference there's no gonna be completely lost on uh, definitely on me uh, with <laughs> probably on on anyone sitting at this table. Uh, no, um, for, like just going down through the list, like there, like some, some people have put some, uh, amazing names. I, I, I like, you know, we talked about it last year. You know, I always love to see music names. Uh, there's, there's uh, value in obscurity. So, uh, um, one that I, that I think is still near the top. Daniel Levy is Saitama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saitama is a, a one punch man. That is the the bald hero of the of the cartoon, uh, One Punch Man. Okay. Uh, Daniel Levy bears a striking resemblance to Saitama. It is uh, it is uncanny. Actually. Yeah, I never would have picked up on that. I'm glad you're giving him some love. Yeah. So uh, well, and and this this listener is very active on social media, so I'm I'm loving that we're. Yeah. So I just I want to say like I I I know of One Punch Man. I am not like dedicated at all to I, it's not okay. like i am a right. like avid watcher or anything but i just think that is an amazing uh, an amazing reference to throw right. in there can are we saying play people's names like first, the actual i, I feel comfortable with first, first name. name yeah so Let's that's uh, shen thank you for that uh matt the team is uh, if 2020 were a team great name uh it's a gr- <laughs> it was a it's a great name now it was a bad name because at the beginning of the season he had a good score, <laughs> so I just thought like you you corrected it, and I'm sorry about that. Oh uh, man, the team. So guy uh, Philip uh, has had two pretty good names already. If I remember right, the first name his his first team name was uh, Scratch My Ziesh. Yes. So Great. it's a, already Great. a good pun on the correct pronunciation of Ziesh. Or at least yeah. close Z- to Z- enough, itch. close enough to itch like scratch. Yeah. But his current name is uh, can't kept a clean sheet. Yes, I just saw <laughs> right. that. So that guy, great, great, great job on the team, uh, Dave. Tell Scott to suck it because uh, Brent uh, team name uh, Settlers of Zlatan. <laughs> hey, he, yes, you, I love Zlatan and the game Catan. Uh, as a Western Pennsylvanian, I cannot say that I love uh, penalty pierogies more, and it's also wow. a team owner's you. name who shares sure. my name. Thank sure. you, Brian. Uh, more filth to make Scott happy in a segment we like to call uh, Filth for Scott. 
filth for Scott. Please tell me this is Richie's. Filth for Scott is brought this... to you by uh, Star Hill Brewery and some delicious other uh, local beers. Blue Mountain Brewery, an assortment yeah. that Scott has brought uh, here bearing in tonight. Central Virginia. Uh, thank you to the uh, producers of these fine beverages. Uh, filth for Scott. I'm not sure how FPL is letting uh, Ben get away with BD's Nuts FC. <laughs> <laughs> but way to pull a fast one on them. Hey, how about... So and, have you seen Richie's? And uh, a guy, one of our top performers from last year, I believe, Xander, uh, even if the score is bad so far this season, uh, the name is in both of you guys' faces. Enter your mom. <laughs> Slip past the keeper. Filth. Filth for Scott. Filth for Scott. Don't say slip past the keeper. Hey, um, what? All right, if I'm gonna get to to Richie's. Always uh, because all, it's, I said it's brilliant. We'll get. We can. We'll get to it. Let me oh, finish. Jeez. Always great to see. Like I said, I always love to see music names. So glad that uh, Massive Attack is still back in the is in our league again. Uh, but uh, Jonathan, uh, team name, uh, Cruel and the Gang. Not only a nod to Norwich, but also to, of course, uh, Cool and the Gang. Always love a funk reference uh, more than almost anything else, too. Uh, no one spoke for me and my heart more than a, a few weeks ago than uh, Maureen Yout. <laughs> Mourinho out. So Maureen <laughs> the O-U-T. So it's Mourinho but mm. out ends it in caps. Sure. Uh, special thanks to uh, Kazamu on that one. So, yeah, there's some really, really good names. I don't think the names are uh, the names right. in the league are awesome. Yeah, I was I was hoping you were gonna get to to Richie's. I U Farka <laughs> Ings me. Yeah, I saw that. that. Is brilliant. <laughs> That's a great combination of names. Yeah, yes, it's absolutely. no, it's fantastic. And then there was another one I saw that I thought I thought was pretty. Uh, Great, because he's losing his job already. But can't keep a clean sheet. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got it in there, man. This I, is the league. Is the league is excellent. I love that we have clever followers of this podcast, uh, especially as evidenced by team names in our FPL America podcast. The, there's one team names I don't love great a lot, and it's grapes sucks. I don't love that a lot. You know who it is. I don't. So. I do know who it is, but I don't. I don't love. You that. know him personally. You love that he's 99th <laughs> though in the league. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I can't wait to tell him that. That's. I great. thought you'd mention Bradley. By the way, City got a little messy. Oh, messy. Yeah, if only. Yeah. Yeah. They well, prob. They, they probably did get a little messy. Yeah. Hey, Without that City. is brother Matt's. Brother-in-law. There you go. Look at you. Brother Matt's brother-in-law. Nicely done. All right, and uh, we do need to mention that we said Dogfather FC. Dan is in first place, off to a great start. Super Frank's 11, consistent again this season. He's second, and Crofty is third, but uh, there are a couple of guys who are right behind. Uh, a future United fan, Waldy, long live Pochettino's currently sitting in fourth. I love it. All right. Well, Dave, we're going to continue to be active as we always are, Brian. Brian has been putting the articles together, crushing, crushing articles. We 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 threw down a gauntlet to him and said, "Hey, we need you to kick some awesomeness or out." Or you're off the show. He yeah, has stepped up right. and absolutely exceeded expectations. He's been crushing it. 
It is a must read, even though he just came out with it last night. I haven't read it yet, but then again, you haven't posted it yet either. I sure have, and I've also read In it. In my face! It's on Patreon now. Search for FPL America Podcast on Patreon. And while you're there, check out the tiers where you can support us. We've chosen a micro-donation approach this season, $1, 2 and $3 a month. Uh, all of those different tiers come with different perks. We'd love to have your support. Uh, thank you for listening. That alone is 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 honestly support to us. But if you want to take it a step further, Patreon.com uh, is where you can do that. And while you're there, check out Brian's articles. It has the perfect, subtle, yet amazing name like only Brian could give it. FPL America, colon, the article. <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. We're also active on perfect. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, just search for FPL America or FPL America Podcast and you will find us. Uh, and then um, it's the international break, so you know obviously we haven't had any matches, but we continue to put content out through our podcast uh, feed as well as you can hear right now uh, as I'm talking. Uh, but please continue to follow us and leave a review if you could wherever you listen to your podcast, assuming that where you listen allows for something like that. Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, guess what? This coming weekend we'll have games. We might not know who's in those games, Scott. That's right. Because we don't exactly have an injury protocol. Then no, again, the closest thing that we have to an injury protocol is at Ben Dennery on Twitter. Follow that guy. He's a good friend of ours. Yep. Great friend. <laughs> hey, friend let's, the, let's friend be clear. That's I don't want to sound sarcastic. No, no. I am not. I love the fact that Ben Dennery knows who we are. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm more than honored, as Brian's, honored. Brian still has honored. a hard time believing it. So I don't want to come across sarcastic with this in any way. Understood. We are definitely riding his coattails, not the other way around. Check his stuff out on Twitter. <laughs> yes. He, his stuff is better than anyone else's. Yeah, not only uh, injuries, but also he's been doing, I saw, uh, you, you, you subscribe, but he'll do his best guess at uh, team previews every week. Uh, it is. I think there is some donation to get the full reviews for, for all him. for Good. all twenty teams. But it is. I would say at this point, quality. Yeah, absolutely sure. worth it. Hey, that's awesome, and uh, I'm pumped for the games this weekend. I hate weekends where we don't have games. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.